I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, Finding Yourself in Life's Little Moments. Hi, dear listener. So, as you probably hear in the background, the ocean is very close (laughs) to where I'm sitting and speaking with you. I'm on the beach. It's the first time that I've made a podcast sitting on the sand, and this area is... um, part of the peninsula which opens out onto the open ocean and the beach is an expansive strip of sand that runs north-south and behind me it's about 9 p.m. at night so it's just dusk we're at the longest time of the year for daylight it's December 22nd And behind me is the pulsing, the pulsing sounds of disco music and hip-hop and everything that people are dancing to in the clubs that line this beach. And uh, people are enjoying the fact that basically you know, holidays down here have kind of really started in earnest. Christmas is just a couple days away, so most people, I think a lot of people have the week off and maybe two or three weeks off. But that's what's behind me as I'm sitting facing the ocean. What's in front of me is the water. The frothing, white, rolling waves that are coming in towards me crashing probably just 20 feet in front of me and then at the horizon there's enough light that I can see that long line that divides water from sky and there's one tiny little light out there one tiny little boat and that really is what captivates me not really the disco music and the hip-hop music which I've never been frankly a fan of but that one boat that one beautiful soul solitary little vessel out there at the horizon's edge And I think to myself, I sort of imagine to myself what it would be like being on that boatway out there. How you just feel the water and hear the water around you. It's cloudy, so I don't think it'd be possible to see stars as it is not possible here, but certainly you would be feeling the magnificence of the space, of the expanse of um, of space you know it's 
stretching in all directions. From that boat, one could probably see the lights of this area here where I live. But I can't imagine that that would really in any way interrupt the feeling of precious repose on that boat. So I'm going to start walking a little bit on the beach as I'm talking to you. Hopefully the wind won't be a problem. But you may hear the, hear the seagulls. And uh, certainly the water. It's quite a beautiful thing to be this close to the water. There's nobody really, just a couple of runners around, you know, running along the beach. But other than that, nobody else really here on the sand. So, um,. I didn't really have any particular topic to speak about, but I felt kind of called to um, turn on my tape recorder as I looked out at that boat. And that boat is the only light there is, and even now it's flickering as if it's sort of disappearing perhaps beyond the horizon's edge. A little bit. Maybe it's going away from land. That could be. So, I think in this podcast, one of the things that I was sort of, my mind was kind of considering is sort of what I would do in these next six weeks of holiday. I got the most wonderful little card from one of my most wonderful little students who's probably about nine. And for Christmas, I got beautiful little gifts, mostly candles and chocolate, both of which I can really use. (laughs) So my dear students, they're just so delightful. They give me these little gifts. And um, so this one... This one um, student gave me a card, and uh, it said, um, Dear Jessica, it's so annoying that I have to wait six more weeks, six weeks, to have lessons with you again. And annoying was spelled with one N. And it was just so darling. And, uh... When I started to read it and I got, you know, sort of past the first three words and I thought, oh my gosh, what what is he going to say is so annoying. And he said, it's so annoying that I have to wait six weeks to have lessons with you again. But that's getting off the point. He continued, he said, the point is that I want to say Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. It was just so darling. 
so um that was uh that was my student that was my little card that I received from my little student and um I uh <laughs> but you know it's it's just it's 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 kind of a a nice thing to have this break now for a few weeks. It's not as long a break as in northern hemisphere schools. Um because the uh the school um schedule is structured a bit differently here. But nonetheless um it's kind of a nice break. And uh and I was thinking to myself, you know, what would I do on this break, you know? What would be what would be a really beautiful thing to do? And sometimes, you know, it's just good to get away, right? It's just good to get away. When you go somewhere different and you you know, you have a chance to sort of just see life kind of anew, see things differently, new perspectives open up. You know, it, it, it's going somewhere, giving oneself the gift of travel, I think is just one of the nicest things. So um, I was just thinking so I was just thinking, well, what would I what would I really love to do? And you know, one of the interesting things to your listener about living in a country other than the one that sort of born and raised you <laughs> is that you start to realize in a way that I think can be quite poignant and and moving and profound and illuminating how much one is wrought from whence one comes, you know, from the place that gave rise to a person. We're really um, wrought from the people and the places, the place that places that uh, you know we inhabited, that you know the people whose company we kept when we were in our developing years, the country that we come from, our nationality, you know, these are profound things, actually. You'll probably hear more music. Lots of partying. Christmas, people are happy. No work tomorrow, I'm sure, for a lot of people. So, at some point, I'll probably do a podcast about a trip that I made back to the United States last July. It was kind of spur of the moment, and I hadn't really planned to go, but it turned out to be one of the most profound experiences of my life, and I'll share that with you. So, I think about the United States, you know. I think about it with a certain kind of longing and I hope that this noise isn't going to be too much, you know, it's a little, a little overwhelming. Um, but uh, 
It's interesting, you know, back in the day, music wasn't this repetitive. Music has gotten extraordinarily repetitive. And there's only so much of that kind of thing you can actually take, <laughs> or I can take. And it's not a whole lot, actually, when it comes down to it. So, anyway, that's just my little musical gripe. But, um, yeah, but I made this trip back to the United States, and it was, it was, it was really something. Um, and I will share that experience at some point in a podcast because, uh, like I said, it was life-changing. So now that I'm here at the very beginning, the first day of several weeks of vacation, I sort of think to myself, what would I like to do? Where would I like to go? What would be my little dream, you know? What would be my little dream experience? And as I look out at the darkened ocean before me, the waves coming in, you know, civilization behind me, and I think about the fact that it's 8,000 miles of ocean until the next landmass, and that landmass is California, you know, the United States, and the west coast of the United States, which is California. I think, well, I sort of imagine an image, an image comes to my mind, of being absorbed into the desert of the western United States. Now, I had an opportunity on a couple of occasions to spend time in places like New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, you know, the Grand Canyon, um, Arizona, northern Arizona, and New Mexico, like around Santa Fe, which is very beautiful. The painted desert. The rocks are this fabulous sort of mottled combination of pinks and reds and all sorts of hues in between. Um, But a friend of mine, you know, at a certain point, kind of gave me an idea. So I associate this idea with, with him, with this person. Because I sort of imagine what it would be like to be transported to some desert in the United States where the quiet of the desert is like the quiet, beautiful stillness and expansive um, terrain, expansive feeling of uh, the ocean before me, you know, with that little boat out there. And it's still twinkling way out on the horizon, so I can still see it. I can still see it. It's still compelling me with its presence there, as I imagine what it would be like to be on that boat in the middle of the ocean. Far enough from land so that you can't hear the discos. Far enough from land so you feel yourself, you know, separate from 
civilization. It's that beautiful thing which I think people need sometimes, is that feeling of getting away from civilization. So this friend of mine, who is special to me, had this sort of kind of offered this image of being immersed in the desert hot springs ideally in a place where there were very few other people and just being in the desert you know again like that little boat out on the ocean where there wasn't much else except the sound of the wind and the feeling and smells of the air I love fresh air. It's interesting. I, I, I just, one of the difficult things these days for so many people, you know, are all these fires because the air is full of smoke. And, you know, but fresh air is such a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. I feel like I can ascertain, I can sense all the subtleties of smells that are carried, you know, on the wind, on the breeze. And uh, so I imagine being in the desert, smelling that smell. And the desert is a very um, powerful place. I think my most, one of my most powerful experiences, one of the, one of the things that stays with me to this day, though it occurred almost 40 years ago, is going into the Sinai Desert. And, you know, the desert figures a lot in biblical lore, right, in the Bible. People being in the desert, Jesus being in the desert, the Israelites being in the desert, right, in the desert, in the desert. And hot springs, right, there's mention of hot springs in Genesis, right? So a hot spring, you go into a hot spring... And there you are, immersed in these waters that are warmed from the depths of the earth. And you're um, held in that warmth that comes from the depths of the earth, healed by it, healing, healing, healing. One is healed by the force presence, warmth, the power of the earth to warm the water that rests in its embrace. So one places oneself in those waters, allowing oneself to be embraced likewise. And um, what a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I had this opportunity way back around 1980 to travel into the Sinai Desert and I've heard these days that it's not a very safe place to be but back then at that time uh, it wasn't too bad and um, I'll remember going into the Sinai with a group of Israelis young, we were all young, we were all like 20 
and they were just starting their army service, but it was like right before they were going to begin. So there was this feeling of a kind of moment for them in their lives before they would uh, embark on the required military service, you know, for young people in Israel. So we were really, it was just an extraordinary time, and I'll remember going, being driven around, you know, we were, we were all together on this bus, and we went, and there were Bedouin villages, and the, the little villages would be nestled around a well, so a source of water, because without that, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't survive. So the desert figure is very, very, looms large in the psyche, the collective, individual and collective psyche, I think, of, of so many people. Even if they've never been to the desert, the desert has been part of so much of what is important to mankind, humankind. And, uh, yeah, so I just think about that. I think about what it would be like as I stand here on the ocean's edge to be immersed in hot springs in a place that I have been before, you know, the desert of the southwest United States. A pretty incredible place, likewise very powerful, biblical in its feeling, there's no question about it, absolutely biblical in its feeling. And yeah, think, wow, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't really that be something? When you live overseas, like I said, for a long time in a country different to your own country of birth, there is this longing, underlying longing for something to nourish you that is familiar, that comes from the place from whence you come. <laughs> so I guess just this little vignette dear listener, I was just going to share with you. It's not really perhaps particularly profound or well plotted out. You know, I often have various ideas that I want to share in these podcasts and turn on my tape recorder, you know, and and go for it. But uh, it was really just this feeling which comes with a kind of poignant sort of longing move in and out of my mind. you know, that have to do with being in a place like that and the healing annealing annealing A double N-E-A L-I-N-G I didn't actually know that word before this very dear friend of mine wrote it to me but it's a very beautiful word and you can imagine that it means something that's soothing, comforting, healing, a balm. So with that to your listener, this little podcast at the edge of the ocean, the boat has disappeared from view. That little light is not visible, so it must be even further from land, even further towards in what little way, little increment it might be, you know, farther from shore. 
and uh, here I am close enough to the ocean that all the disco music has more or less been drowned out and I just hear the waves rushing in and smell the air you know blessedly free from from smoke this evening so with that I wish you a wonderful day or night whenever you listen and uh, send all best wishes from the edge of this island continent (laughs) to wherever you might be I hope that you're have had a wonderful weekend and a beautiful solstice take good care of yourselves God bless you and all best wishes I'll talk to you soon bye for now bye